Yo, yo, what is happening? This is another episode of Sync Gems. I'm your host, Roy Matz. And on today's episode, we talk publishing. We talk what it means to become a publisher and how, in a natural way, Maximus Music Group came about. It's a cool story. Max Elephant talks about the hustle. He talks about how he did it. He talks about what mindset you need to pitch your tracks and to get your tracks heard by supervisors, by people in the industry. He talks about networking and gives a few LinkedIn and Facebook hacks for those of you who are interested. I think this episode is insightful on so many levels. We talk a bit about higher power and guidance in the music and in general. And after we went offline, he told me this really cool phrase that his grandma used, which is, there's only one being above. The rest of us are just walking next to each other. Which really just uh, shed some light on Max's approach. I really, really recommend you take a listen to this because there are so many gems and so many hacks and so many motivational parts all the way through. So stick till the end. And if you want to help this podcast grow, leave us a five-star review, leave us a rating with how this show has helped you on your journey. And this really helps me. This really helps the podcast. The way that you do it, by the way, is just search for the podcast on your mobile device. And then if you're on Apple Podcast, you can review like that. Or if you're on Spotify, you can follow the podcast and that'll show the algorithm that this podcast is important to some people. If you leave a review, leave your hashtag below the review. I will contact you and I will send you a sample pack that I've created for those who review my podcast. So without further ado, Max Elephant. Max Elephant. Yes. <laughs> in the How's building. Going, Roy? Yes. The elephant in the room. The elephant is in the room <laughs> with me. Uh, yes. I'm in Bali, but but you're with me in the room yes. from Long Island. Uh, from Queens originally to Long yes. Island. Yes. Fellow Jewish friend. Yes. yes. Music composer. Music publisher slash sync company owner. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Tell me the, your story. What brought you here? And low moments, high moments, just don't leave anything out. Just let it all out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thanks for having me. Uh, you know, music's been a part of my life forever. You know, I think I, you know, I don't know if there was a moment that I could recall where I wasn't, you know, in love with music. Uh, I think that I didn't recognize at a young age that it's something that, you know, people could really go and do for a living. You know, people kind of look at the pop stars and the rock stars and think, you know, no one could really get to that point. You know, it's only for a few people. But I think as I grew older, I realized, you know, that anyone could just put out music, anyone could really, you know, find some job in the music industry that works for them and, and be able to do what they love and what they're passionate about. 
Uh, so, you know, when I was when I was about 18 years old, I put out a few songs as an artist uh, with just just some friends, not professional producers, not professional recording studio. The qualities, you know, not something I like to show off necessarily, but, you know, it was some songs we were proud of at the time, nonetheless. Uh, and I think, you know, that was kind of the the first big step, you know, to getting me involved musically. Um, you know, moving from there, I kind of realized that I didn't necessarily want to be an artist. I loved the creative process of music, but I didn't necessarily want to be a performer, a showman, touring. I just wanted to write, maybe release some songs, you know, that were recorded, but you know, nothing more than that. And so I realized, you know, let me pursue the songwriting side of things and let me write for others, you know, whether that be artists, whether that be, you know, for sync licensing, which we'll talk more about. Um, and because of the fact that I was primarily a top line or a lyricist um, coming up with melodies, doing the vocals, I wasn't as proficient in instrumentation. Um, you know, I needed to look for co-writers, collaborators to help me make these songs that I had in my head, that they had in their heads. And I kind of just scrambled, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever I could find. Obviously, this was uh, a lot of what, you know, this journey began during COVID. And so long distance collaborations were normal. Long distance collaborations were actually the only collaborations that were really happening. And I was enabled to, you know, find lots of producers, composers all over the country, all over the world who were down to just, you know, make some music, you know, it wasn't like, um, a producer, I had to go pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to make a song for me. But it was just like, hey, you know, I'll bring what I bring, you bring what you bring, and let's make some songs and we'll see what we can do with it. And, and you know, we'll own the song 50 50. Um, you know, a number of people were down to do that. And I started making songs, you know, and some of them aren't as good as others. Um, but, you know, song by song, just progressively, I think, becoming a better songwriter and building up a catalog, which I hoped to, you know, pitch to artists pitch for sync. Uh, ultimately, when I started focusing a little bit more on the sync side, I realized that, I mean, it's really with all of music, but, you know, the connections, the networking was so crucial, and I just didn't have anyone to send my songs to, you know, to get them into a movie, to get them into a commercial. Um, but I did have a large network of producers and composers who I'd been collaborating with to make my songs, who were all in a similar boat to me, you know, where they also had songs they felt they could place, but didn't have where to send it. And so the idea popped into my head, you know, where I'm looking at, you know, 20 or so producers, composers like myself, who, you know, on their own as individuals are pursuing this chase of trying to get their music into, you know, movies, TV shows, commercials, but not having where to go. So I got them all onto a Zoom and I actually have a picture of this Zoom. It's a pretty cool picture because we've got 20 people on this Zoom None of them know each other. They don't even know that there's other, other people that are going to be on this Zoom when they were invited. And I'm just standing there in front of 20 people who I've collaborated with. But, but the only thing they have in common is that they know me. And they're all just sitting and waiting. What's he going to say? I'm so confused. Who are all these people? And I break this idea to them that let's all get together. You know, if you trust me, trust each other because, you know, I've worked with each one of you, you know, and I can vouch for each one of you. And let's just put together, you know, a house one company, one name that represents all of us is comprised of all of us. And we can go out and pitch ourselves as a group, you know, and not be maybe limited to whatever our own genre or skill sets are, 
but be able to say, hey, we can get you whatever genre, whatever style you need, you know, pre-existing content, custom content, whatever it might be, and we'll go out and pitch it. And, you know, a lot of them joined. I would say most of them joined. Uh, and over time, it's grown, you know, with meeting people over time, referrals from, you know, people who are part of that initial group. And now I'm representing over almost 100 composers, music producers, songwriters, musicians, engineers, and artists. And, you know, all different stages of life, all different stages of their career, all different experiences, genres, styles all over the world, obviously a lot in the United States and Canada. But just off the top of my head, I know we've got people in, in Sweden, Finland, the Philippines, the UK, Germany, Uzbekistan, Ireland, um, and I'm sure more that I'm not remembering right now. And it's just great, you know, people who have done all sorts of different things. But what brought them together was their love for music. Some of them doing music for a living. Some of them want to do music for a living. Some of them think that joining this company and this group is going to help them be able to do music for a living. And that's what we've tried to do, you know, have a community based, you know, I guess, production house, music library, music licensing company, all of the above, you know, where not only are we like a crucial music or a taxi where we're representing people's music, you know, to try to pitch it for them. But more than that, we're actually linking all of the composers and the producers who are a part of it together. And there's a network being built. They're able to, you know, collaborate with one another, meet each other, get advice, share music, whatever it might be. Um, and uh, and that was kind of that's now one year. We're pretty much just passing the one year mark of Maximus Music Group's ex, you know existence. Um, and so that's been my journey as far as you know, Maximus Music Group and Sync Licensing, and obviously trying to network as much as I can to bring in opportunities for this talented group, um, for briefs, you know, for people in TV, film, and ads who might be looking for music. Um, and then obviously, at the same time, on my own, just continuing to work on the songwriting, you know, still collaborating with producers, writing new material, trying to, you know, get it out there to one day be able to stand on that Grammy stage for Song of the Year, you know, with the artist that I wrote it for. Uh, and just looking to network in that area, you know, whether it be with publishing companies, record labels, people at A&R, managers, artists, producers, all of the above. Um, it's kind of just been, you know, creating, networking, and running this company, which is also just more networking. Um, it's a grind. It's not easy. But I guess I just look at it as it's a last man standing type of thing. You know, other people are going to quit and uh, I'm not. So, you know, the, the hope is, is it comes sooner rather than later. but yeah, it's been fun, and I hope it continues forever. Mm. Okay, well, so <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we gotta break that down. <laughs> no, def definitely, definitely gotta break that down, and that's great because in the beginning of a conversation, I like having uh, little little cherries to pick from from the tree that we're building, right? And that's yeah, that's a perfect start. So from starting. You know, uh, so many things came up as you were speaking. One of them was, you know, the humble nature of just saying, hey, I don't want to be the artist, which is a cool thing because artists have egos, you know, uh, a yeah. lot of the times. And I'm interested in what made you do that transition. Yeah. So, I mean, I think to be in the music industry in general, you have to have a little bit of an ego because I think if you don't, you're not going to make it, you know, maybe, maybe not ego, but at least toughness, you know, and self-confidence is necessary. Um, I think that I actually do have an ego. I think that I'm better at keeping it to myself, you know, maybe the ego, as opposed to letting it out there where everybody can see, 
But, you know, I think as far as being an artist, um, I've always loved to sing. I just think that, you know, it could be that I was deterred, you know, because of stage fright or just not being interested in being in the spotlight. Um, but I also just don't, I, I just don't feel like I have the desire or the interest in dealing with things beyond music that an artist has to deal with, you know, whether that's keeping up appearances and social media and marketing and all of these types of things. Like, I feel like I just want to, you know, be behind the scenes, make the music, make the art, enjoy what I'm doing, you know, and just let, let somebody run with that, you know, and, and, and do the rest, you know, for, you know, to fulfill their passion. Um, but I think for me, you know, and, and the truth is I do plan on probably releasing some songs with me singing, but I think the purpose wouldn't be to pursue an artist career. It would more so just be to, you know, just have songs out there that I can, you know, have my voice being used for more than just demos, you know, and, and having stuff out there that people can listen to with me singing on it. But it wouldn't necessarily be as a stepping point for an artist career. I think being behind the scenes, just focusing on the creation of the art would be, you know, my ideal path uh for those reasons yeah and you never know the thing is you're laying a foundation for for opportunity right like what you're yeah. doing now is you are uh doing the groundwork for things to come and you know if uh, uh universal comes up to you and says hey man we got a million dollar contract for you for for next year uh uh exclusively and and you're probably gonna go yeah, maybe, you know, like it's it, it's an option that exists, but you know, like yeah. what I'm what I'm um relating to is the fact that you are are um creating a lot of streams of ways which this yeah. can happen. You know, like it's like in a waterfall where water usually in a waterfall, water doesn't come from only one place. It comes from a, a bunch of places, right? Like it comes from a bunch of little streams that create this massive, beautiful stream of water. And yeah. that's what I feel like you're doing. And it's it's great. It's beautiful in my opinion. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to double click on pitching. When did you, so you got into sync licensing, you started writing for other, uh, for other artists. You started, uh, as you said, and when did pitching become a thing? How did you go about creating relationships and getting briefs? How did you go about all yeah. that becoming a publisher, you know, because it doesn't happen in a day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that I've been kind of psychotic when it comes to networking, you know, I mean, as far as just getting into, you know, the pitching and stuff like that, I mean, you know, it kind of really just started with me wanting to pitch my own music. Uh, but as the group kind of formed, I realized that a lot of the other people in the group had music that I thought was stronger than mine for pitching. And then it just kind of led me to, you know, being a salesman for them. Uh, you know, when you hear someone with amazing orchestral trailer music, you know, and you're like mind blown by how amazing it sounds, you know, some of these composers that we have, you know, it's just, you know, it makes me not even want to have my own music in the catalog because it's just like, <laughs> it's not even mm. worth it compared to some mm. of the other people we have in the group, you know, but it's all different, obviously, you know, I have good pop music, but, you know, it depends on, you know, where we're, where we're aiming for. But, you know, as far as developing the relationships and the networking, I mean, I've just been, you know, I've been, like I said, networking for both sides, you know, whether it be for my company or for me as the songwriter, 
oftentimes it overlaps. Obviously, some people are only in the sync world and some people are only in the, you know, maybe in the A&R label world, but oftentimes it overlaps. And I literally, you know, have been going on LinkedIn and networking a ton, going on Facebook and networking a ton, going through my, you know, contacts on my iPhone and just texting people that I know who I have no reason to think that they would possibly have any connections, but I'm just asking just in case. And you'd be surprised, you know, how many of them actually, you know, oh, my brother's brother-in-law, da 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 or oh, my, you know, my half-brother has a recording studio in LA. Oh, you know, and it's just crazy. You know, the piece of advice I would give to everybody when they're looking to network, just ask everybody that you know first, because you never know if they know somebody, you know, it's just crazy. You know, if you just, if you know somebody that lives in LA, you've already got like a 50-50 chance that they know somebody in the entertainment industry just from living in LA, you know? Um, and I've just been going down every path that I can, you know? After I asked everybody I knew, I then asked everybody that my dad knows after that, you know? And over time, you know, obviously just, you know, following the pattern and one person leads to another person leads to another person. And it's been crazy, you know, the 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 degree of significant people that I've been able to connect to without really even having to go anywhere. I did take a trip to LA, you know, this past August, and I was able to take meetings with movie producers and music supervisors and, and the sort. Um, but most of them I had already known or had phone calls and email correspondence with prior to that, you know, there weren't as many people I was meeting for the first time, you know, so it's been kind of crazy how I was able to sort of just stay in Long Island, more or less, and just with a phone and with a computer, build everything, you know, that I've built, you know, or made the connections that I've made as the songwriter, um, you know, and I hope that that just continues, you know, but I think it just kind of really comes down to motivation and, and a little bit of craziness. Yes. A lot of craziness, a lot of craziness, you know, if you're not crazy, everybody in the music industry who's been successful is a little crazy. Everybody. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's what I think at least. You know? Yeah. And, 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 there's something to be said about being delusional versus being uh, um, yeah. hella motivated. Right. Yeah. Obviously, you got to be realistic and you got to recognize, you know, what you can do, you know, who you need to get to, who you can get to, you know. Um, but I think that, you know, you just have to go for it. You know, it's kind of like you know, YOLO, you only live once has been a saying for a very long time. I feel like it was more popular to say it maybe like in 2012, you know, people don't say it as much anymore. At least I don't hear it as much, but it, you know, there's, there's, there's a foundational point there, you know, with YOLO, you know, like I'm texting people who I haven't spoken to in years just to see if they know somebody and people are like, why are you texting him? That's so weird. Like, he's going to think it's so strange that you're texting him. And I'm like, like, Either I get in it, you know, a connection and like worst case scenario is like this guy who I have nothing to do with thinks it's a little strange that I texted him. Like, think about all the great things that could happen if it works out, you know. And so I'm, you know, I'm just emailing, I'm texting, you know, people without any, you know, reason to think that they might know somebody. But, you know, it works out, you know, if it works out three out of 10 times, you know, you just got three connections. Three out of 10 is a pretty high conversion rate. That's ratio. true. Even if it's three out of a hundred, you know, if it's three out of a hundred, it's worth it. You know, whatever yeah. it is, you know, a connection's a connection and just one, all is one, you know, that can change everything for you. A hundred percent. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, whoever listens to this, replay that shit because <laughs> yes, 
that's that's all I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with. Uh, yeah. Something that came up from from this was your hustle, of course, which uh, and 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 that mindset, uh, that mindset, and that hunger. What created that hunger on your end to reach out to so many people? That's it's a it's a two two uh, part question, and what is how did you find these exact people you were looking for? Of course, you were shooting shots everywhere, as you were saying, but how did you start to connect the pieces of the puzzle? And when did you realize you were? Yes, I got this. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually connect these artists to the these artists to get together. Yeah. So, I mean, I think as far as you know where the hunger comes from, I think it's just wanting it bad. You know, I think it's it comes down to wanting it bad. You know, if you don't, if you only kind of want it, I don't think you're gonna make it because it takes a lot of, you know, frustration and disappointment and uh and really pushing through adversity to you know keep on going and if you only kind of want it it's going to be hard to motivate yourself to keep going when those obstacles inevitably come up um i also think that the fact that nobody thinks i can do it <laughs> makes me want to do it even more you know i actually have a list on my phone that i've been adding to whenever i come across people who I think in my head that they don't believe that I can, you know, succeed. And I have, you know, you know, the list keeps building up just names, you know, and I look back at it sometimes. And I'm like, who is that guy? <laughs> you know, because it's mm. even even just the smallest person who didn't believe in me or who I who didn't believe in me from two years ago. You know, they're still on that list and the list will keep growing. And, you know, it starts with family. It continues with friends. It continues with community. It continues with other people you meet in the industry. And, you know, because the music industry is not an industry, you know, that people just think, oh, you know, go and, you know, get into the music industry. You know, it's sort of looked at as, you know, hard to do or difficult to accomplish. Um, but ultimately, I think that that's, you know, been pushing me more to, you know, want to, you know, want to get it. Um, what was sorry, what was the second question you asked? So about the hunger and then oh, connecting people or something like that. Connecting with people and and let me specify what. Let's say uh, you want to reach Disney. How do you go about it networking wise and yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think that you know the first thing is you got to find out you know. The people at Disney who you want to connect with, you know, obviously Disney's huge, you know, they have so many different departments, so many different areas, you know, that, you know, are encompassed within Disney. So you got to kind of target, you know, exactly, you know, first you got to research, but who's, you know, who's involved in the area that you're trying to connect with, you know, maybe you'll find them on LinkedIn, maybe you'll find that on IMDb, you know, if we're talking TV and film. Maybe you'll find that on the Disney website if they have, you know, staff or, you know, the people that are working for them in certain departments, um, you know, and then you're going to want to find that person's contact information, which, again, could be LinkedIn. It could be that, you know, some people who have relationships with Disney already and you can reach out to them and see what they know, you know. Um, but, you know, kind of like you said, I've been really taking shots, you know, I've you know, it's funny. 
I've, I grew up watching American Idol and uh, it was always a show that I really liked. Uh, and now there's actually three American Idol judges who I'm in contact with, former American Idol judges, Randy Jackson, Paul Abdul and Cara Diaguardi. And all three of them I got connected to from three different people just by shooting shots, you know, just by taking shots. I wasn't looking, hey, I want to get connected to Randy Jackson. Hey, I want to get connected to Cara. Um, it just happened to be that while I was taking my shots, this person knew that person and this person was friends with Randy and sent him some of my music. And the next thing I know, you know, we're having a conversation on the phone, you know, and the same thing with Cara and and so on and you know people at universal people at sony people at columbia you know the orchard uh really all over the place and it's just kind of been you know i you know everyone will have their own way of saying it but for me it's divine intervention you know mm. it's just god running the show controlling everything i i like to think that he's the ultimate connection you got to make he's the ultimate networking piece because mm. he he knows everybody and he could connect you mm. to anybody just like this. So if you connect with God, you know, and he wants to, you know, step in and intervene, he can connect you with anybody that you want to connect with, you know, just like that. I love that. Divine intervention. To me, God doesn't control everything. It's a deeper conversation. Yeah. But to me, God yeah. doesn't control everything, but God directs. The God's the the director. He's the he's yeah. the person. Hey, not the person, sorry, the being that for me in my in my life and my uh, existence, ha if I ask that being a question, it will not come back unanswered for me. It's a deeper conversation, and I wanna I wanna direct it back to the to the sync world and to your job as as a publisher. How do you come up? You know, there are so many big libraries. There are so many places for uh, for these supervisors to reach out to. How do you get briefs from these supervisors now? And how do they, how do you create such a good relationship that they come to you? Yeah, so I mean, again, I think when it comes to sync licensing, you know, especially because, you know, with streaming money being so much, you know, down the tubes and, uh, a lot of people have been running to sync as the savior for where can I make money in the music industry? And they, you know, they would be right, you know, but unfortunately, if you're starting now at sync, it's a little late, <laughs> you know, it's so everybody's going at it. It's so oversaturated with people trying to get placements and music supervisors have the ability to choose from any piece of content that's ever been created, you know, anywhere in the world, you know, that they could pick from. And, and so it's difficult, you know, I think that, you know, developing relationships with the music supervisors, you know, helps, you know, it's really hard to get to a point, you know, where they're saying, hey, we're only coming to you, you're our guy, you know, I think that that happens. Um, but, you know, when they, why would they want to cut out their options, you know, when they can go to four places instead of one, you know, and just make sure that they're seeing all the options, you know, to choose from. So, you know, for me, for, for our company, me, my partner, you know, we've been, we got connected to a few music supervisors. It's a few different ways, you know, just personal connections or industry connections. And, you know, like I said, when I went out to LA, I was able to meet some for the first time in person and just trying to build those relationships, you know, showing them that you're legit, showing them that you can handle business, 
you know, in a real way, in a professional way, getting them everything that they need. The key line, I think, is getting them everything that they need when they need it. You know, it's it's both. It's not one or the other. Um, and it all comes together. And once they see that they can work with you and that you're easy to work with and that your music is quality, um, they're going to want to keep coming back, you know, and that's and that's the reason why anybody that's continuously coming back to us comes back to us because we handle our business the right way, even though, you know, we're new and we're just starting out and, you know, we're learning as we go and figuring it out. You know, we have good people that, you know, uh, have helped us and given us advice as we've been building this. Uh, and and it's kind of just day by day, you know, building upon what we've started. It's definitely become something I didn't necessarily envision from when I first had the idea. It's I think it's better, uh, but uh, but nonetheless, there's a lot a lot more to go. And you know, just continuing to try to expand that client list and get more relationships and more briefs and more opportunities. Um, not every opportunity means a placement, you know, and so the more opportunities, the better. Um, you know, to try to get as many placements as we can for people we're representing. Yes. What is the biggest mistake you've made entering the sync world? Thinking that it was easy. <laughs> thinking that ah. it was going to be easy. Probably thinking that it was going to be easy. Um, I, I wouldn't call it a mistake. I would just say I was naive. I think I, you know, I, I, I directed myself to sync a little bit more because I thought this will be easier than trying to get my music to artists. Um, that wasn't true. It's really uh, equally difficult, I would say. Uh, maybe it's a little bit easier just because when it comes to getting songs to artists, it's maybe politics play a little bit more of a role when it comes to sync. Maybe there's less politics involved, um, you know, and it really is oftentimes, you know, the music will win, uh, the best music will win. Um, but I think I thought it was easier than it was, you know, uh, again, I don't know that that's a mistake. I'm still going at it, you know, and not giving up with it, but, um, that's something I, I don't think I realized, you know, to what degree, you know, difficulty it really was when I got into it, um, which had I known at the time, I maybe would have done things a little bit differently about how going about it, but I don't think I would have not gone about it at all, you know? Yes. So the biggest mistake was thinking it was easy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that people people have to realize, you know, it's, it's, it's a battle, you know, and, and, and the toughest ones, you know, will la you know, survival of the fittest, that's really it, you know, survival of the fittest. And, uh, you know, everyone has a time limit. Sometimes you might have the motivation, you might have the passion to stay in it longer, but maybe for financial reasons, you just can't do it, you know, and, and it's, and it's unfortunate when that happens to people, you know, because they have to, you know, pay the bills, obviously, and, you know, and make, you know, make their passion go to, you know, the side or as a backup or a hobby. Um, but, you know, my wish to everybody is to be able to do what they love to do. And, you know, for those who love music, you know, like I do, it's not something that you can, you know, go without, you know, even if I had to go get some other job, music would, you know, it would have to be there just because I like to think, you know, people don't choose music, music chooses people, you know, and, uh, it's kind of just something that you're born with and, you know, you die with. Yes, yes, 100%. There's no better way to put this. I feel like sometimes I'm sitting in front of a, 
a software where somebody it would look to somebody like it's gibberish or something like a, a language that they yeah. don't speak. Whereas for me, or for a composer, it just comes out whether it's a masterpiece or a piece of garbage. It doesn't matter. It is a way of of expression and release that no one except for the artist can understand. And yeah. yeah, speaking about higher intervention, I feel like that's where that's where that's where I feel the connection uh, as an artist. So it's super interesting. The reason I'm asking you all these questions is because I want people to understand what it means to 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 be somebody who's pitching other people's stuff and pitching constantly. Not anyone, not anyone and everyone is built for this, in my opinion, but people who can vouch for other people, people who can open their hands, people who can really, who can uh, really direct uh, these kinds of things can really persevere in the world that you've entered, in my opinion. And that's really important for me. And that's a, a really important takeaway, in my opinion, from these gems that you've dropped. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, I didn't expect to enjoy the business side of the industry as much as I've, you know, have. I think, you know, being a salesman, being a negotiator, being somebody who has to talk, you know, like a professional, you know, tough guy on the phone sometimes, you know, um, but it's been fun, you know, uh, it's not, it's not songwriting. That'll always be what I, you know, love the most. But I think that, you know, being a businessman, um, an executive has been surprisingly enjoyable uh, I think that's why that's maybe one of the reasons why, you know, I've, you know, pushed it along thus far, you know, and gotten it to where it is now and trying to make it even bigger, you know, hopefully in the coming months, you know, things will continue to expand in other areas, you know, maybe even beyond just licensing. Um, and it's kind of just, I think, ambition, vision and, you know, hunger, you know, all coming together and, you uh, forming what we have today um whether it be with mmg or even you know where i've gotten as a songwriter and you know where i hope to get to which begs the question where do you hope to get to well as a songwriter i mentioned earlier i think you know i want to be writing for the biggest artists you know not because you know the only reason why is because I just want my songs to be heard and it just feels like only the biggest artists really get heard. You know, I want my songs to be played on the radio. I want my songs to be winning Grammy awards. I want, you know, I grew up, you know, dreaming about the Grammys as an artist. Now I, you know, dream about the Grammys as a songwriter. Um, and, you know, my hope is to get there, you know, not just my hope, but, you know, that's where I want to be. Uh, and uh and that's what i'm going for you know the top of the line max martin you know level you know success as a songwriter you know as far as the licensing you know i want to be a premier company that people can come to for music you know ideally a place where we're not competing with others but that they just know when they come to us they're going to get what they need you know and they don't have to feel weary let's go to you know a few places because we're not sure where our song that we need is going to come from, you know, they'll be able to trust us because we have top of the line composers, music producers, songwriters, mix and master engineers, 
multi-instrumentalists, you know, who can get them exactly what they need, you know, people who have been scoring films half their life, people who have been doing sync on their own half their life and have tremendous accolades, you know, in their own right. And, uh, you know, my hope is to be able to get everybody that we represent to be able to do music for a living. You know, that's maybe a, a tough goal because obviously you can't necessarily choose and make sure that everybody that you represent is going to have equal success. But, you know, my hope is to, you know, on the company side, be able to, you know, help facilitate the success of those who we represent. Um, but I also think that, you know, hand in hand with my songwriting, the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal, you know, on a, on a lower level, maybe, or maybe it's a higher level, I guess, depending on what your perspective is. It's just to be able to do music for a living and not do any other job. And so if that comes from songwriting, great. If that comes from running the company, great. If it comes from a little bit of both, or maybe even a third thing that I haven't thought of yet, then great, you know, but like you kind of said, like a waterfall, I'm kind of just going down all the different paths that I could set my feet on just to see, you know, what's going to be the winning ticket that allows me to be in the music industry um, and that pay for all my bills, you know, and uh, and right now these are the paths I've chosen to go down. And uh, it could be that as time goes on, things continue to get adjusted and built upon. Yes. Amen. Yes. I have a question. So to, to start wrapping things up, um, I want to ask you about your music career. If you had to describe what you do and how you move in this music space in three words, what would they be? Definitely hustle is one of them. That has to be hustle. Calculation. Calculation. And just to explain that one a little bit more, just really planning, thinking through what you're going to do, not just running like a chicken without a head, you know, calculating moves, you know, everything has to be, you know, with care, not just who you talk to, but how you talk to them. Every single person has to be talked to differently based on who they are, where they are, how, you know, how prestigious they are in the industry, you know, how you present yourselves to them can differ depending on who you're talking to. So calculation is certainly number two. Um, and I think the last one's got to be stubbornness, stubbornness, mm. not, you know, not taking no for an answer, you know, despite how bleak things look or on the most frustrating days where you feel like all the leads that you had been so excited about earlier in the week, all of them led to nothing. You just go into the weekend motivated to start the next week, you know, on a new hunt for new leads, for new, new hustle, for new calculation. And that stubbornness just allows you to, you know, push forward and uh, and keep doing those first two um, the way that you can do them best. Yes, 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 yes. What I actually what I actually wanted to say was this is what it takes to become a publisher. You've just summarized it all in your three words, by the way. And I, think that, I think, yeah, I think those three words really summarize how it take what it takes to become anything that you want to be, you know, publisher, you know, is one of the things I wanted to be. But I think if you want to be a top doctor, lawyer, accountant, investment banker, be in the army, whatever it is that you want to do, it's going to take hustle. It's going to take stubbornness and it's going to take, you know, 
maybe calculation might depend on what industry you're in, but I think making calculated moves is always important, you know, but to be the top at anything isn't easy, you know, and, uh, or to be, you know, successful at anything isn't easy. And so it's going to, I think, take those three things, regardless of what you're going for. Man, that's an amazing place to, to, to end this. Uh, do you have any last piece of advice for anyone looking to enter the world, anyone looking to do what you are doing, anyone looking to come in contact with something like you are coming in contact with? Do you have a, a parting piece of advice for them? Yeah, I would just say number one is absorb those three words that I said, because like I said, you're going to need them. But network, network your butt off. You know, you never know who you're going to run into that's going to open up a door that, you know, you needed. If you don't have a LinkedIn account, make a LinkedIn account, start connecting with people. Literally, I just go down and connect, 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 connect. You know, once I find like a, a job topic that I'm looking for, if it's music supervisor, connect, 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 you know, with 10 people in a row until LinkedIn says you've used all of your, your connections for the month and then you got to wait, you know, um, and, uh, and, and go crazy. LinkedIn, Facebook, all the people that you know, um, because everything that I've been able to do in anything in the music industry all started from LinkedIn. It all started from Facebook. It all started from personal connections, you know, just people I went to high school with, people I went to summer camp with, family members, neighbors. Um, you know, it doesn't happen, you know, if you don't, you know, go out there and, you know, just sell yourself. And, you know, you'll meet certain people, you know, and then they'll, then later in life, you'll meet other people. And it kind of just keeps on building and building and building. And you just want to widen the amount of people in the industry that know you and can potentially push you somewhere else. And you'll find your path, you know, you'll find your calling, you'll find what makes sense. Um, but it all starts, I think, by just talking to as many people as you can, learning from as many people as you can, and uh, just taking what life gives you and running with it. Beautiful, my man. That would be a great place to, to end this. Uh, I'm so thankful, so grateful for you coming on. Where can people find you, connect with you, connect with the elephant in the room? Uh, where can they do that? Yeah, so I mean, hit me up on LinkedIn, Max Elephant. You can also check us out at MaximusMusicGroup.com, uh, our website. You can reach out to us on the contact form, especially if you're you know, interested in getting music from us or if you're interested in maybe becoming a member, you, know, you can reach out to us there. And uh, I look forward to hearing from everybody, you know, because just like you're looking to network, I'm looking to network and uh, and connecting. And um, I appreciate you, Roy, for having me on and allowing me to tell my story. Hopefully, you know, people can learn from this and, uh, you know, it'll help them, you know, try to create and continue their story. I'm definitely sure you've inspired a few people by... <laughs> <laughs> from this, just like from this alone. So I, I can only imagine what's what's your impact in your in your real life. Thank you for coming on, Max. It's been a absolute pleasure. Thank you, Roy. I appreciate that. Yo, yo, yo. How good was that? I enjoyed Max's company so much. We talked offline for a while and he's such a sweet dude and such an awesome person. If you enjoyed this podcast, 
make sure to leave it a five star and a review on Apple Podcast. This really helps push the podcast forward. Also, if you're on Spotify, like it. Do the things that people on podcasts and Spotify do. Show us the love. It really helps. It helps me bring on more amazing people to speak on this podcast. So just go ahead and do that. And yeah, hit me up on socials. Let me know what's up. Uh, Sick Gems is up on Instagram as well and TikTok and all that kind of stuff. So follow where you like and have an amazing, amazing day. Peace.